Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, May 30th, 2011, Memorial Day, if I remember correctly. And this is 10 dozen minutes of Jick and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jick is around here somewhere. I can never remember which one is Memorial Day and which one is Labor Day. I can't remember what uh, which one is Veterans Day and which one is Memorial Day and why they're different. Why aren't you supposed to wear white uniforms on Veterans Day? I'm not sure. I, I'm also not sure why I'm putting wreaths on people's graves for Labor Day. Because to be honest, that is, that is back-breaking labor. Uh, what? I don't get that one. Me neither. Putting wreaths on people's graves? Wreaths. Oh, wreaths. Okay. Yeah. I, I was trying to figure out what putting wreaths on people's graves were. Well, I guess you could put, like, Oliver Reed, maybe. Hiding eggs inside our nation's uh, tradesmen is difficult, too. Indeed. But rewarding. Not being able to wear a white costume on Halloween. It's tricky <laughs> when you want to dress as a ghost. I guess you could dress as a Pac-Man ghost. I guess you could just do ivory, you know. It'll be fine. You don't think that counts as white? No, it's totally, totally different color. I'm guessing if you went out in an ivory suit, somebody would say, Hey, look, there's that guy in that white suit with a big dick. That's what they would say if I went out in a white suit. You're like, look at that gay guy in that white suit. And you'd be like, uh-uh, girlfriend, it's Avery. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tired as shit, Mr. Skullhead. I was afraid I, I was, I was going to tell you that you were going to have to carry me. And then you were like, by the way, I'm tired. You're going to have to carry me. And I'm like, oh, man, we're tired. We're going to have to carry each other, buddy. Yep. And the, the times when there were no footprints in the sand, those were the times that we carried each other. That'd be pretty sweet. That would totally work. Yeah. Just Those like, were the times when we put a cat on the bottom of us and a, a piece of bread with butter on it on the top of us. Exactly. And just floated across that sand. But spinning is the problem. Yeah. Butt spinning. Butt spinning is the problem. It deserves a quiet night. Or a quiet butt, I guess. Uh, uh, what have you been up to, Mr. Uh, Skullhead? Uh, today we had our... Uh, Kind of Memorial Day, there was supposed to be a barbecue that we were going to have a, a bunch of friends at the place where we went and have some grilling and drink some beers. And when we got there, it was just two of our friends and their family who are all Mormon. And we're kind of told, like, yeah, they don't really approve of alcohol, but I guess if you brought some beer, you can drink it. Yeah. So uh, instead of doing that, we drank soda and played Settlers of Catan. With a bunch huh. of Mormons, from from Mormonial Day. Are Mormons good at Settlers of Catan? I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, get my stereotypes in order. No, he he they weren't that great. The guy oh. who won was not a Mormon. It's gonna it's gonna suck when they get their own planet. Mm. People on that planet are gonna be like, where the fuck is all my clay? Yep, they're gonna be poorly building. We're gonna have to constantly remind them that they're only one road away rather than two. Uh, <clears throat> uh, sorry, man. My voice is also cached. It's cached. Uh, I went. To, I did the Comic Con, uh, Phoenix Comic Con, this weekend. That yeah, was man. exhausting. Now, how did that go? Um, you know, I I think it was okay. We had a pretty good response at the booth. A lot of people were excited. We'll have to see what uh, what happened to the signups. I saw a little bit today. Yeah, looks like a little bit of a bump. We'll have to see. I don't know that we'll go back. Hmm. I think it was definitely worth it for the Fuzzy Balls booth because uh, they sold a ton of stuff like they do. 
Yeah. Uh, people people always, will always buy that stuff when they see it. It's the, the problem is getting them to see it. The problem is getting it physically in front of people, like at stores and stuff. Right. Um, you know, we sold uh, we sold some shirts. Will Wheaton bought a KOL shirt. Yeah, and, a cool. stick, and a sticker for his laptop, I guess. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we went to, we dressed up and went to a geek prom, and that uh, kind of sucked, actually. <laughs> the picture. The bar were pretty... area was like a third the size that it needed to be, and it had zero times as many chairs in it as it needed. Oh, was it at GameWorks? No, it was. Uh, it was just. Uh, it was in a in a conference room at the Regency. It was in the Regency Ballroom at the Hyatt Regency. Uh, we also, we went to they have a fancy uh, rotating restaurant at the top of the Hyatt Regency that we went to and were, uh, were informed by some haughty bitches that we were going to need to make a reservation and come back in a half an hour for no fucking reason. Huh. Uh, did you, know, did you say haughty get... as in H-O-T-T-I-E or haughty as in full of hot? They were both, gotcha. uh, but, I, but I meant H-A-U-G-H-T-Y. That's the only way that I can describe that sort of, like, club hostess attitude. Ah, uh, yes. You know? It's like, nobody's ever smacked you for talking like that because they want to fuck you later. Right. Uh, also, because hitting girls is bad. I mean, hitting anybody is bad. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm supposed to believe anymore, Mr. Skullhead. <sighs> um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't really get it. Like, I understand, I guess... For some people, like, part of the deal with wanting to go to, like, an upscale place is feeling like, you know, you're you're somehow better than the riffraff. And so that requires them to, like, sort of treat the riffraff poorly in front of you. Huh. You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is a thing that I encounter because I'm a guy who doesn't look like he can afford to eat at a nice restaurant, but can afford <laughs> to eat at a nice restaurant. So, you know, like, it does not happen to me in New York and San Francisco, right? And I feel like that those are places where they're used to slobs with some money. Yeah, I was going to say, you're pro positively dapper for San Francisco. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was obnoxious. Like, they were just, they were needlessly unpleasant about the whole thing. And it was literally, like... Uh, you can't get in without a reservation. There's a 45-minute wait. I'm like, okay, we'll wait. And then later on, they, they would just stood there for a little while, staring, staring at each other. She's like, so did you want to make a reservation? Yes, I guess. <laughs> Made a reservation for like a half an hour later, and then rode the elevator down, drank a beer, rode the elevator back up. The uh, the con hotel was absolutely packed with nerds. True. Um, they had, They had this awesome thing, too, where... Uh, there were there were a bunch of elevators, but there was there was often a five or ten minute wait to get onto an elevator. Oh, uh, and you know an elevator would come and it would be completely full. Like it was very very difficult to get on an elevator if you weren't on the bottom floor. Um, <clears throat> but they also there were some stairs that were very very cleverly concealed uh, behind a bunch of things that didn't say stairs. Hmm. And randomly they would go through and lock and unlock the doors leading from the stairwell to anywhere other than the street outside so it was it was extremely inconvenient to take the stairs anywhere and the elevators were also extremely inconvenient so really what i'm getting at here is vertical movement was uh was rough tricksy hmm. 
the exhibit hall was like a small version of the exhibit hall at uh, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, less less of the like large scale crazy town booths. Uh, more you know little uh, little indie guys. Uh, but it was all right. We you know th- there was uh, some art. There were some zombie statuettes. There were people uh, selling uh, overpriced figurines. Yeah, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I played in a Texas Hold'em tournament. It wasn't for money. It was just you got so many chips and the winners got prizes. But I didn't. I wasn't a winner. I'm terrible at Texas <laughs> Hold'em, Mr. Skullhead. I think just about everybody is, except you the think? people who are really good. I doubt that there's a huge um, spectrum there. It does seem to be more... I can understand why people like it, because it does seem to be less a game about what cards you have and, and you know, knowing the, knowing the chances of, of you filling in a good hand or whatever, and more about you just being able to lie. Yeah. And that, I, yeah, I'm a terrible liar. I didn't know that. Maybe yeah. you've just never had cause to lie to me. Or maybe no. I'm an equally terrible lie detector. Oh, maybe you are. Yeah, that could be it. All those times that I told you... No, no, don't worry, Mr. Skull. It happens to it happens to every guy. Totally doesn't happen to every guy. It's only you, you failure. When you told me that I couldn't get pregnant because you were wearing a condom, mm-hmm. which I thought was, was weird because I was having sex with my wife and you were in another state. It was an invisible condom. But I believed you. That's what I told you. You believed me that you couldn't get pregnant having sex with your wife. Yeah, because you were wearing a condom. The, yeah. Okay. Three years later. He's walking and talking. Oh, wait, you're saying that you're, you couldn't get your wife pregnant. I was telling you that you couldn't get pregnant, which was oh, true. That's right. So yeah, I, I lied was about it right because about I was wearing a condom, because right. it didn't have anything to do with that. It just had, you know, it was more to do with the fact that you're a man. Ah, uh, nominally. Not much, not much a one, admittedly, yeah. but a man. I'm half the man I used to be. <clears throat> I took insufficient time for the wounded hand. <laughs> Did they uh, come to snuff the rooster? There you go. Those are different bands. Different equally obnoxious bands, but different bands. Well, similarly obnoxious bands. Which one of those guys is dead? One of the Alice in Chains guys is dead. That was the rooster snuffers, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they come. Alice and the rooster snuffers. He ain't gonna die. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really tired from just sort of walking around and a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, over, uh, over stimulation on the visual front. Sure. Um, and yeah, and a lot of drinking too. There was a bunch of that. I think. Like every night. Every night? Yeah. You think what? I think every time that I drink a whole bunch of beer now, the next day I feel fine. And then the day after that, I feel like shit all day. Hmm. It's kind of weird. Are you drinking beer with uh, time-release poison in it? Uh, Is it uh, Victory Time-Release Poison Brow? Hmm. It's the lager. But yeah, still time-release poison. Uh, So, apart from your abortive... You tried to go somewhere to have a barbecue? How did that... How does that work? Well, like a friend of ours sent us a message that said, hey, we're having a barbecue today, come on over, we're going to play games outside, and then we're going to play games inside, and we're going to barbecue and bring some booze. And So we went, but we didn't know that all of our other friends who might have attended said barbecue and made it something other than a, like a gathering of Mormon family 
we're all getting together with their families. Like, I guess Memorial Day is a family holiday here. And not a hanging out with friends holiday. To me, it's a holiday that I don't understand. Well, it's a holiday that's kind of meaningless to us, right? In that, well, like, if we chose not to work today, we would have a kind of half-assed excuse, I guess. Sure. I chose not to work today because I had a kind of a half-assed excuse, which is that I'm tired. Right. Um, but yeah, I gotta get in there tomorrow and take care of some... I got a TC of some B. Oh. How would you say? How would you say that? I mean, TCB means taking care of business, but how do you say you're doing it? I'm teeing C of B, because that's barely any shorter. I think you might say I'm TCBing. I'm taking care of businessing. Yeah, and I think take, I think you would just you just about get away with it. Yeah, I mean, we say when we eat the country's best yogurt that we're TCBying. That's true. Is that a place anymore? Yeah, it's a thing. Did they they didn't go out of business. My mom always thought it was, this can't be yogurt. And that that would be the thing that people would say when they ate it, because it was so good that there was no way it wasn't ice cream. Huh. But she was wrong. I have, I've never really understood the, uh, like, the view of frozen yogurt as shitty ice cream, because... I, is it just because frozen yogurt is not as bad for you as ice cream? Exactly. But, like, but it's... it. I don't think it's qualitatively even all that different uh, uh do you am i just wrong about this i don't think so I, I think you're right about that that it's it tastes fine i don't think i would know the difference if i wasn't told it hmm. i mean sometimes it's got that kind of sour yogurtiness to it which i like right i could understand how somebody wouldn't especially if you have green apple frozen yogurt yeah it's like cyanide Ah, uh, boy. Uh, so, uh, you, you... It was at somebody's house, this barbecue. Yeah. I imagine that you went to, like, a park or something, and they had a grill there. Ah, uh, no. Um, huh. Well, so what do you do if it's time to... If, you're wanna, if you want to spend Memorial Day with your family, do you just do it yourself, since you're a man with a wife and kids now? Yeah, I Does guess that so. So don't you spend every day with your family, though? Right. Or what we do is take a, a couple of more people who don't have children and invite them over to our house, which is what we'll do next time. I mean, it was fun. It was just a, definitely a different gear than we were expecting to be in. Probably for <clears> better. Were you sad that you didn't get to get shizzy? Yeah, I wanted to get wrecked, son. I, I don't know about get wrecked, son. Uh, I'm trying to think if I did anything before Comic-Con. It took a... I, I prepared for Comic-Con. We got... This was actually kind of good in terms of getting our shit in shape for San Diego Comic-Con. Do you think it'll carry over then? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we've got we've got all the inventory and stuff, okay. right? Like, that was like, all right, well, we might as well order stuff for San Diego Comic-Con early enough that we have it for Phoenix Comic-Con. Right. That kind of thing. Um... We got some we got some Max Fun Con to look forward to. That's that's happening in like ten or twelve days or something, right? Yeah, that's kind of madness. Shit is crazy. This year is speeding the by like they do. Hurdling at a rate that seems much faster than one day per day. Hopping over hurdles. <clears throat> um, we I did not see any celebrities to speak of, although uh, we saw 
a very sad, sweaty, drunk uh, Xander Harris. Huh. It was pretty depressing. He was kind of staggering around in his pajamas uh, with his woman sort of taking care of him, kind of, mostly just following him around. Well, He'd stagger on the block aways and then stagger back. It was sad. I guess he's been in and out of rehab and has had drinking problems like a long, for a long time. Yeah, who told you that? The internet. Ah. The internet told me that. I mean, it would have been sadder if he was staggering up to people and going, Do you know who the fuck I am? I was yeah. Xander. I didn't see him speak. I, I saw him later at the bar, uh, sitting and drinking a beer with uh, sort of a grinning, long-haired nerd uh, kind of hovering over him. I'm sure that wasn't very comfortable. Right. For anybody. Uh, there, uh, I guess Leonard Nimoy was uh, there, but I didn't see him, and George Takai was there, and I didn't see him. I think I, I would go up and shake George Takai's hand. Would you? Yeah, I think that he would be the kind of dude who... I, I, don't, I wouldn't have that, like, nerd gushing about him, but he seems like a fun guy. He does seem like a fun guy. You, you know? since he, ever since he came out, and now all he talks about is how much he loves Dong. Yep. I heard something where, uh, I don't know, it was maybe on like the Howard Stern show or something, where they had George Takai on, and then they had that guy with the biggest dick. Uh, that that just weird sort of like sad kid who wants to be a video games journalist. What is his name? Oh, right. Jonah Falcon. Huh. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, that seemed kind of mean-spirited. <laughs> I, which I guess uh, I guess that's what Howard Stern is is for, right? Is mean spirited jokes. Uh, boy, can you think of anything else to talk about? I'm I'm really sorry, listeners. I think about we should talk about this. Uh, we should talk about this here Twitter feed. This Twitter feed. Uh, Azu asks what our favorite Harvey Danger song is. Uh, I only know one Harvey Danger. Yeah, we're gonna song. have to go for a flagpole sitter. Oh, wait, did they also do Hey Now, You're a Rock Star? No, that was Smash Mouth. Oh. Yeah, I only know that one Harvey Danger song, and that's my favorite. That's not only my favorite Harvey Danger song, that's my favorite song. If I was trapped on a desert island with only one flagpole, that would be it. Also, thoughts on Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. I'm for it. I'm in favor of it. I don't want Um, it to be adapted to any other medium. You don't? No. How come? Eh... I think the odds are stacked so highly against anybody doing a decent job of it that because like Stephen King is kind of notoriously terrible at bringing his own stuff to the screen so even if they let him write the screenplay it would still kind of blow and how do you handle the whole later mess where the author's a character and well the director becomes a character right and then in the novelization the author becomes a character who's Writing a story about the director who's also a character? Yeah. That is a good question, actually. I mean, you could just you could just yank that horrible bullshit right out of it and pretend that you had never done it. See, I um, thought that worked. I thought that was a that was a very dangerous thing to do and very hard to pull off, but I thought that he pulled it off. Did you? Yeah. I don't know. I, I can imagine having said in the past that I didn't mind it. I don't know. I like the ending, but I do just really feel like 
and I mean, part of this is because I read the first, like, it's it's this syndrome I have where the body of work, when I discover it, is really good, and everything that comes out after that is bad. Uh-huh. But I just feel like the first book was great, the second book was pretty good, the third book was amazing, and then there was just a kind of a steady decline after uh-huh. that. Um, the fourth book wasn't bad, it was just kind of boring, I thought. I was way less interested in that story. Why can I barely remember that? That's the one that's like three quarters of the book is a flashback uh, to stuff that happened when they were younger. All I remember about the early books is somebody somebody shoving their hand up Eddie's butt to look for drugs or something and going, Jesus Christ, I've got this junky shit all over my hands, which was the single most profane sentence I had ever read in a book up into that point. So oh, I see, because it, it, it was about Jesus Christ and a junkie and shit. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably read more profane statements than that. One false move, trashy, and I'll blow your shit factory clean to hell. Stephen King's got a lot of moments with things up dudes' asses. Yeah, there was the whole, How do you like, like, that happy crappy? Raping the dude with a gun. Yeah, it was good stuff. Good old Matt Frewer. You hate to see a gun up that kid's ass. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked I liked the series. I don't think that it was bad. I think that there was a decline in quality after that. I, the The third book is just probably my favorite book, like my favorite work of fiction. Um, you know, and I, I mean that's that's probably not well enough thought out praise, <laughs> but. This is why you should read Terry Pratchett, though, because there are a good 30 books to get through before you reach the point where you're going to have to start having them suck. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I could wait till he dies, and then that'll never happen. Yeah, Everything he, that he wrote will be fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't feel like... Like, I've been reading Stephen King for a long time, and he's been writing stuff that I thought was... He has written stuff that I thought was great uh, since I've been aware of him. Right. Uh-huh. So although I don't remember I don't remember anything coming out super recently. Uh Doom Key was pretty good. Was it? I've not read that. Lizzie's story Lizzie's story was fantastic. Hmm. That was um, an amazing book. And well worth the read for anybody who likes reading. I thought uh, the Regulators and then whatever that other one, that companion book to the Regulators was, those were good. Those definitely came out after I was after I'd been reading his stuff. Did you like or hate the Tommyknockers? It was probably the that and uh, Needful Things were the only two where I was really aware of the problem that everybody else has with the way he ends books. I just remember I don't even remember really how Tommyknockers ends, but I remember going, ah, that was kind of bullshit. Yeah, I don't remember either. I really liked the book, though. I remember getting really into it. Firestarter is another one that I think is an underrated classic of Stephen King. Yeah. It is extremely good, and I would recommend it to anybody who hasn't read it, whether they're prejudiced against Stephen King or not. Right. You know, because he's uh, white. Prejudiced against people from Maine. Under the Dome was pretty fucking good, too. You know, I I don't know what happened. I remember reading the first, like, 30 or 40 pages of that, and I think it might have been, like, I was at my mom's, and I read it, because I don't... It's not 
around anywhere. Oh. Like I'm not looking at a at a copy of it with a bookmark thirty or forty pages in. And boy, like, would, would you know if it was around because it's not a small book. Hmm. Uh, Dan Isan says, great job on Bees Hate You. I've messed up my run about five times because of bee items, and I'm enjoying every turn of it. Great path, guys. Sweet path, bro. Sweet don't path. don't praise it, because the more you praise it, the more we will just be paralyzed trying to follow it up. Yeah. Nah. So tell us, like, oh, that was all right. It'll still be there. If we never do another path as fun as Bees Hate You, this'll just, this'll be our opus. This'll be what they remember us for. Max Never Die says, People complaining about the loss of stainless steel gear just wants a mid-game gear. Powerful astral gear with stat requirements. Now, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of suggestions and there's a lot of ideas being posted about astral gear that are not what astral gear is for. That's not what astral gear is for. Let's let's give this game a chance to exist for a while in its current form uh, before we make any drastic changes to these things. A bunch of people uh, every once in a while I see these things where it's like Twitter suggesting who to follow and I don't know why that's a thing that people post to Twitter I mean are they trying to tell us that Twitter's suggesting that they're trying to follow them and I wonder they're, what their criteria are I mean there's definitely stuff like you know it's telling me who to follow and it's like you and Haplo and that shit my DJ says account that I don't remember if that ever actually got posted on it did it, for a while but I think it's gone dark Mm. Um, wow, they figured out a way to make it look sort of hideous with background. Um, that's kind of my spacey. Fred Levi says, I like your sword and martini guy, Stan. Yep, that's pretty cool. Uh, the pretentious artist made that years and years ago. He says, do you sign autographs at these convention things? Do you draw a stick figure with the signature? Yeah, I always draw something when I sign something. I would say that I probably signed 12 autographs. Right. It, it seemed to be just in general uh, San Diego Comic-Con with the volume turned down to about a tenth. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think I signed maybe half as many autographs in an hour as I do in an hour at, at San Diego Comic-Con. We have to put, we have to have a signing. We have to have a time that we're there to sign stuff. Um, <clears throat> the coasters are, it was also weird because normally what we sign is the choose your own adventures and we didn't give away choose your own adventures at this one right um, we reused a bunch of stuff but it's new to these people yeah. I don't know the difference those saps the weird thing is at Comic Con San Diego every time that we that you are at the booth it's just tumbleweeds going by and when you're not at the booth, it's people coming by every five minutes. Like, different people going, Can I get Jick to sign something? Is Jick here? Are either of you Jick? So it's a, as soon as we announce, like, an autograph session and sit down for it, the universe sets out to make us look kind of silly. That's when everybody... I mean, I don't feel like we really look silly. It's not like we're yelling out over the PA, Hey, come get your autographs here, hot Fresh roasted autographs. Doesn't anybody us, want my autograph? That would make it look pretty silly. I saw uh, the Honky Tonk Man, uh, former uh, wrestler, the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, he looked angry. <laughs> there was the guy who was the Mohawk guy from uh, the Road Warrior uh, at a booth, and he looked like a nice guy. 
He was smiling all the time. Getting kind of old, though. <laughs> like you do. He was also in Commando. I didn't think to ask him if he wore boxers or briefs. He was an Australian man. Hmm. You would imagine, though. From Road Warrior, that he would be. Mm -hmm. Yep. Was everybody in that movie Australian? I don't know if it was like uh, Lord of the Rings and that everybody who wasn't a main player and some of the people who were were, Aust were New Zealanders. Were Kiwis? Kiwis. They were actually birds. Few people know that. <clears throat> that was what that, that... The software that they used to make those battles was so amazing because they were taking birds and replacing them with people. Yeah. Like the opposite of what horses are doing. No. Wait, it's eagles turning people into horses. Shit. I messed up that joke, Mr. Skelet. <laughs> That's okay, I'll just let you swing. Um, we're still, still having... got the diorama running after all these years? I'm impressed with your craftsmanship, gentlemen, uh, said uh, said Clackling. Yeah, I, man, y you wouldn't be if you saw it. It... <laughs> For whatever reason, the tentacles on the Lego sign now will only reliably run for like the first 10 or 15 minutes of a fresh set of batteries, huh. which was very unsustainable. We need to, I need to either make a new sign, which I kind of don't want to. Uh, I had an idea that I don't think I'm actually capable of pulling off physically, huh. uh, but I need to figure out a new way to run those tentacles that is less less of a machine for tearing itself apart. Right. I mean, a machine, it's like love, only instead of tearing us apart, it tears itself apart. Right. Hey, you know what? You'll be happy to know. I'm happy to... I'm, I would just realize this. It's not uh, a thousand degrees in my studio right now because the uh, air conditioner is working again. Hey, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, it. the compressor had just frozen... Like, there's this weird spot, there's this weird time of year where it's just humid enough and just hot enough that the air conditioner running all the time puts the puts the compressor at just the right temperature for it to freeze. Like, the exact same thing happened at the exact same time last year. Um, and maybe it did some damage and there's shit leaking into my house and making mold grow yeah. and will make my house into a dead, a dead zone where... Uh, a psychic kills a man with scissors? I don't... Yeah, it's been a while. I read The Dead Zone, and I remember it being pretty good, but I remember as a kid somebody talking about The Dead Zone and somebody committing suicide with, like, a cardboard box and a pair of scissors. That I don't remember. I don't either. Um, but maybe it was from a movie. Maybe somebody was confused. And I was always... I remember having that described to me in a way that was really vague and then me spending a bunch of time trying to figure out how you would kill yourself with a cardboard box and a pair of scissors <laughs> and I don't know you know like if the cardboard box was a way to keep the scissors in the same place for long enough for you to fall on them or something I, I don't I don't know I don't get it yeah I have no remembrance of that I uh I still have this habit from when I was a kid of pointing scissors away from me in case they just start flying. While you're running? No, just while I'm sitting still. Like, while I'm asleep, if I notice there's a pair of scissors pointed at me, I'll point them the other way. 
Uh, you know, I don't usually notice things while I'm asleep. <laughs> um, I had a dream uh, that I was tearing up a house and then also uh, playing uh, some sort of weird mini game in Lord of the Rings Online about putting out fires. <laughs> um, and there were these guys that would attack you, and instead of taking away your hit points, they would take away the water in your bucket. That sounds cool. Let's do that. Maybe they were maybe they were the thirsties. <laughs> uh, let's see. Urban Kenobi says, "If Hank said the word knowledge, how would it be spelled? Very carefully." Uh-huh. Uh, King Stupid says, "Not sure if this is go with Memorial Day holiday or not. I'm sure Jick will answer if we have these questions Thursday. If not, yeah, that that would have been true." Um, Every time I see this grammatical construct, says uh, the gap in the plot, something being go, I get all nostalgic. Did you guys ever see Thunderbirds? I never saw Thunderbirds. That was the thing that, like, Team America World Police was sort of based on, like, that yeah. that sort of animation tech, right? Yeah, and I'm, for some reason, like, osmotically, I know the phrase Thunderbirds are go. But I think that was because they did a live-action remake of the Thunderbirds thereby removing any point that the Thunderbirds had. Hmm. It's Thunderbirds are go, Thundercats ho. Yeah. Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Thunderdome, Tina Turner was not Australian. Yeah, maybe. Her was stunt double was. filmed in Australia? Or oh, they, were they, formed, they were filmed in Austria yeah. because of a tech bow. They were filmed in Australasia, with whom we have always been at war. Uh, Stupak2 says, thoughts about holidays counting during runs? People are saying Feast of Boris will dominate the leaderboards for Bees Hate You. Is this a bad thing? I don't know. I don't I don't have uh, a particularly strong feeling about that one way or another. Um, I guess it will make me a little sad if there is a thing that, like, if you were just to describe this to me, say there's a competition that lasts three months, and unless you play during days 65... I mean, well, okay. There's only one Feast of Horus in the middle of the holiday period, too, right? Unless you play on day 65, you can't be on the leaderboard. Uh, I'm like, well, okay, that seems kind of shitty, just on its surface. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the right way to deal with that is. I mean, maybe... Maybe the... Uh, it's... I don't know why it's good, either. I don't know if it's, like, the the food that drops... Or the extra stomach capacity that allows for reduced day count. That's probably it, right? It's probably not the actual monsters. Um, I think, though, that making it just not count is is rough. Uh, it, it, that's not very satisfying. It's not a very elegant solution. So, I don't know, you know, we'll see if it's a real problem. Uh, lots of Phil says, can we get more Bees Hate You leaderboards? Like most normal Bees Hate You Ascensions, most hardcore Bees Hate You Ascensions, Bees Hate You Ascending as Clans, hardcore Bees Hate You Ascending as Clans. No, because, it, you know, and the reasons for that will become clear once there are more challenges. Um, Corruptor of Soul says, are future challenge modes going to use the same simple change, big and interesting differences resulting from that change idea? If you've rejected some ideas, it's definitely never going to happen for challenge modes. Would you mind letting us know what those might be? Um, well, no, we haven't, we don't, I mean, I don't know what they're going to be because we haven't written the next one yet. Um, right. and we haven't rejected any ideas because we haven't had any ideas. That isn't actually true. I mean, but 
it's they're in the kind of brainstorming stages now where we're not likely to reject a specific idea right i mean you know what did unless it was a dumb idea that one of us suggested as a joke you know like every monster gets entirely new art yeah for instance that is one that i would reject out of hand uh, so, says Corruptor of Souls also, Joe's familiar, will have no spleen item in it. Can you maybe give us a slight spoiler about what it might do instead? It will unlock a bunch of content. That is what it will do. Uh, same as what we consider the June familiars to do all the time. And it'll probably make people angry at us for not having a spleen item and make it so nobody will buy it. Uh, Lord Derby says, last week you discussed the possibility of adding more astral items. I was also thinking before I listened to the show, did you plan on adding more astral items later on? How many and how often? Perhaps a new one with each seasonal challenge? You know, I think that, I mean, I was not planning on adding more astral items in there. Um, we were kind of struggling to come up with stuff for 15 of them to do and interesting enough unlock conditions for them. And I get now that there are people, you know, with a lot of ideas, now that we've opened it up for 20,000 people to contribute ideas to it, there are a bunch of good ideas. Right. Um, but I'm I'm not going to say I'll never add new astral items, but I'm not planning on adding new astral items. I know I might have said in the past that I was planning on it, but I was lying. He also says, also, I thought this might interest you guys. A college friend of mine made rules for a Settlers of Catan variant called Malthusian Apocalypse of Catan. The core of it is that a hex will produce only a limited number of resources after which it turns into a desert. Detailed rules follow. One, each one starts with, each hex starts with six resource counters when it's rolled. Anyone with a settlement or city is entitled to one or two of the resources, or not if they choose. When a hex runs out of resources, flip it over, it's now a desert. When a settlement or city is surrounded by desert, remove it from play. Oh, wow. Uh, roads stay. When a 7 is rolled, the player can either remove all resources from one hex they control, destroying it, or choose to add one resource token back to each hex, ordering their supplements. There is no robber. You know, I like that there is no robber, because the robber, I think, is the single thing that makes me the least interested in playing Settlers of Catan. Huh. You would enjoy playing it with my wife and I, then, because we tend to just pretend that the robber doesn't exist, really. Yeah. Just whenever she rolls a seven or I roll a seven, we just put it on a neutral spot. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way, that's what I am inclined to do. And the problem is that everyone has to be doing that in order to, to play the thing. It's that, like, the way that I approach Catan and uh, Ticket to Ride, especially, is I like to come up with where I want to go and what I want to build and have everybody else do the same and then just stay out of everybody else's way and mm-hmm. I would rather win by having my like the choices that I've made just be superior to the choices that they've made and we'll actually like in um, Ticket to Ride we'll just wait and let people have extra turns rather than ending the game and forcing them to not complete their shit huh so, because yeah, to me, it's I mean, way more it interesting. On, if it, you know, it's like finishes. that Mario Party thing, right? Do you play to win? Do you play to be competitive? To, like, and well, I, I'm kind of halfway in between on board games, right? Like, the games that I that I like the most are the ones that some people deride as being like sort of multiplayer solitaire. Uh-huh. Um, which you know, if you're not play, I, you know, I think that's why the robber exists, probably, right? Is because there are very limited ways to interact with other players. Um, and and it's like you you don't want a competitive game where your only verbs 
that that have other players as the object are like help and right. you know be, befriend massage right you want it to be like rob stab murder like i play to win but i still play i play collaboratively to win i would still prefer to rent to win but i think that it's almost it feels almost like cheating to block somebody's route when i didn't need it on my route just so that they can't have those points yeah so like we all get together and it drives the the one competitive person we play with insane when we go like okay well i need to get to miami do you need that route well i do kind of but you know you can take it and i'll take a different one and then we just see which one of us has the best setup right and to and the game is longer so that's more fun i don't know it's always weird to encounter somebody who is like aggressively playing to win by making you lose yeah yeah i mean like playing katana with hot stuff was weird yeah it is because i mean that's the thing like i think his mind will not let him make anything other than the best move Uh right and the best move is often to fuck somebody else over like that is often the most productive thing you can do with a turn in the kind of games that we like to play and yeah i don't like i don't like playing with him in a lot of ways because you know the the reason that i don't behave that way when i play games is because i don't want to make other people feel the way that i feel about him when we're playing board games but it's also like you know i mean uh, like all he's doing is playing the game well right so it's hard to say that he's doing something wrong it's just anti-social i don't know i mean you know, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's like I am more interested in everybody having fun. And this, I, I hate myself. I sound like such a hippie for saying that, like, you know, because in the past, like, I don't know, when I got pulled off of the, I got pulled out of a match for this fucking quiz bowl thing, and we lost because, like, halfway through, they pulled all of the best people out, and then the, we lost the game. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we would have won if you had left us in. And they were like, it's more important that everybody gets to play. And I'm like, you know, no, it's not. When like, you're, they, when you're if, a kid, maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know, though. That everybody know. gets the I experience. mean, if that, was true, if that was true, then the scoreboard would list what percentage of the people on each team got to play instead of how many fucking points the team got. Well, I guess that's right? how it was in Little League. Like, I kind of wished that they would have had a less competitive approach to it because I always wanted to pitch. And I probably would have been terrible at it, but it would have meant the world to me to pitch a game. Or even pitch an inning. But they were so into winning, and that's just kind of a weird thing to have happen when you're like 12 years old. How good can we possibly be? I guess. It's it's a little weird. That, you know, like, what what struck me about that arrangement, I mean, you know, and this is, this is when I was probably like 14, right? Yeah. And... I, I understand that that's probably the more enlightened tack to take about that kind of thing. And, and that that is what differentiates us from the, the jocks. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and you know, maybe I'm an asshole, right? Maybe I'm an asshole and I'm just like so full of myself that I think, well, because I can answer more of these questions than this other person, they should have left me in the game and not, not let that other person play ever. Right, because if our goal is to win, we should only use the people who know the most in every game, right? There is just a set of people who should play, right? And I guess you don't want that because then, all right, well, only five people can ever be on this team. Only five people can ever play this thing. 
you know, it is, I think, my feeling then was, well, the football team wouldn't act like this, right? The football team would not behave like this. And the football team doesn't have to sell candy bars so that the school will continue to allow them to exist. <laughs> right. Right? Like, the football team is taken seriously by the people who are in charge. So does that difference have anything to do with this other difference? Yeah, that was kind of my theory. But, you know, let's say I was the let's say I was the woman that was in charge of the Quiz Bowl team. I mean, maybe I'd be like, well, you know, I, it's worth it to be taken less seriously by the administration and to set a better example for these kids. Right? Could be. Because, I mean, she made me feel like an asshole for yeah. expressing in front of people that we wouldn't have lost <clears throat> if she hadn't pulled us all out of play. And I probably was an asshole for expressing that. But it's, a, the like you said, it's it only works if everybody's doing it. If the other team didn't feel that way, then you just gave away your win for no reason. Yeah. Like, as soon as somebody moves the robber onto my shit in Catan, then it's on. What's weird to me, though, in Catan is when we played with Hot Stuff, after, like, when somebody has stolen from me and kind of pissed me off a little bit, I won't trade with them for the rest of the game, because even if it's to my advantage to do so. And so watching him, like, steal from people, get stolen from, and then trade with people who had just fucked him over... It's like, oh, that's how... Well, I mean, that's how a really good AI would play the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Man, he... You know, uh, Nightmare is worse. Nightmare is yeah. worse to play with. Because, like, you know, uh, whereas, whereas, like, Hot Stuff plays like a Vulcan, Nightmare plays like a fucking Romulan. It's like... All of the all of the logic plus just a bunch of just sort of cunning and like an absolute <laughs> unwillingness to do anything ethical. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah Star Star Trek uh, Star Trek analogy. Playing uh, playing uh, against nightmares like Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Huh. Mm. Uh, Ruji says Pepsi or Coke? Coke, Coke, buddy. And whatever, whatever's mm -hmm. available, you know. Really? Yeah. I like Diet Pepsi better than Diet Coke, but I like Coke Zero better than Diet Pepsi, and I like Pepsi Max better than Coke Zero. So for me, it's the only thing uh -huh. that I drink are the sugar-free variations of them, and and you know they all kind of taste a little bit like ass, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. We 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 differ. Uh, in our approach to that, because I would rather not drink soda than drink sugar-free soda. Like, that's that's my choice. And I, say, I cannot get past that. You gotta drink something. Water, buddy. Yeah, I drink a whole lot of water, too. You I'm, can even put bubbles in it. I'm pretty Maybe. much constantly drinking something. Yeah. Usually whiskey. Yeah. Saltisid says, uh, who, uh, it was nice running into him. Uh, he's, he's local-ish and, uh, came by the booth at, uh, at Comic-Con. He's a good dude. Uh, most skeletons defeated museum plaque. Yeah, you know, that's, that's on this sort of list of things that somebody should do when they have time. Yeah. Uh, but it's a fairly low priority item for everyone. Uh, you know, it's just like, look through the possible Parma flags 
think like all right which things do we track from old events that we don't have plaques in the museum for i mean it's like there are i feel like there are a bunch of things this this is just a weird way in which our sort of approach has evolved but there there used to be days and and weeks even where i would just work on some random shit because there was literally nothing broader that was important enough to work on that it kind of came to the front of my mind hmm. right it's like times when there was no front burner project and now there is just always a front burner project now i mean part of it part of the change i think is that items of the month take up way more of our time than they used to yeah um which is you know one of these months we need to just try something simple and see if it flies because it would be nice to let some of that pressure off of us but then we have so few simple ideas anymore yeah and when we have a simple idea we tend to go well you know that's a really cool like jumping off point but to keep it yeah. interesting let's and it's so that's hard. the thing like our process takes as long as it ever did even as our tools improve because there is a sort of like a certain degree to which we just have to kind of challenge ourselves in order to stay interested in it. Uh, and we also have the, what we didn't have bef like way back in the day is to have the dev team that we can go. So here's this idea. How can we make this more interesting to X and Y type of players? Right. And so they tell us. And so then we want to do it. And yeah. We have, I think, uh, Air yeah, Eric maybe. says, go, what, what? Hey, howdy. Skype. I think go. that uh, July, maybe, we can take it easy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The June, June's looking pretty cool and not really that complicated. Like, there are moving parts. There are a lot of moving parts to it, but nothing, like, groundbreaking as far as, like, coding goes, I think. Yeah, I've, I've yet to see, uh, since I, you know, I really should have looked at this today, but I was, I just wanted to play video games and veg out. Sure. And and then veg out. Um, I, I'm curious to see how much, because it has, the June item of the month has taken up very little of my time so far, mm -hmm. uh, so that's been nice for me. You do uh, some fucking amazing pictures for it. That's what you've done. Uh, yeah, some, awesome. there's some really terrible ones in the mix, though. Uh, I think, I thought that they were of a piece. Pretty okay. amazing. Well, so I still need to do some more art, um, which shouldn't take too long. I mean, it, like, depending on how much uh, C.D. Moyer got done today and how much it gets done tomorrow, this thing might be on time, uh, which would be a first. I think tomorrow night? Yeah, I think that's possible. Wow. Uh, but, but again, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to take a look at it when I go in tomorrow. You know, I could also look at it. I'm going to eat some sushi and then play some more video games. Yep. Maybe go to sleep. I mean, I'll definitely go to sleep eventually. Dude, I played video games yesterday. That was great. What'd you play? I haven't done that in a while. Uh, Adam's back in town, so he brought over uh, Mortal Kombat and Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, yeah, the new Mortal Kombat? Yeah, and it, the new Mortal Kombat is fucking sweet. Is it? Yes. They... Is, it, uh, is it sort of back to its 2D roots? Yeah, it's 2D and... There's no, like, walking through a dungeon or whatever that it was for a while. Mm hmm And it's... But it has... So it has a story mode where you have these cutscenes that kind of lead organically into fights. 
and you follow one character through a story for a while and then branch off and follow a different character so you're not picking who you're playing that's that's so it's a little more interesting and a little more going on than just like getting a ladder of people that you have to beat yeah but then it also has a ladder of people you have to beat and a survival mode and some other mode and you know just 10 different modes of gameplay just as a solo game how many dudes are there all all the dudes i think really like every dude from every mortal Kombat game every dude from every game oh wow there was it was a cool match it was john madden versus rayman (laughs) versus rain man right i don't know it seemed like there were an awful lot of them i don't really know like i'm not steeped in mortal Kombat lore so i couldn't say if they were missing somebody's favorite character sure i mean you know i think most people's favorite characters are the starting characters from the beginning mortal Kombat, right Uh, because those are sort of the perennials um although i was you know i was big into mortal Kombat 2 for a while there in high school and uh there's some pretty good characters in there too so a lot of palette shifts uh there's melina and her palette shift katana um and then later on like jade was a third palette shift yeah. might have been a different girl i don't know maybe she was black that's kind of a palette shift though yeah that's just a skin palette shift yeah it was kind different. of weird for someone who hasn't been following the series to see the guys that i had last seen in kind of poorly digitized video capture be just you know video game characters yeah but that was cool i i feel like that's something that I might have to that I would actually invest in because I yeah. feel like I could play it a lot but in 10 minute increments yeah that is an advantage of fighting games I might pick that up actually I have I've not bought a fighting game in I, I have actually I don't know that I've ever bought a fighting game huh. now that I say that out loud didn't you have Tekken Maybe. for a while no I've never played a Tekken game huh. maybe I bought a Soul Calibur that would make sense. I think I did buy a Soul Calibur game because it had that because it said it had some dungeon mode, and then the dungeon mode was total bullshit. See, I like a dungeon. Sure. I would like a fighting game where you like leveled up and shit. You know, like, mm. like there's no reason. I, I, why hasn't why hasn't somebody done this? There is no reason you couldn't make a a game that worked like you know a two D fighting game, but it was an RPG, and that's how combat was resolved. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess to a certain extent, like, you know, say the Castlevania games are kind of like that, right? They're, like, platforming more than that. But, I mean, uh, you know, a fight with a Medusa where you have to whip it once when it's in a certain space is kind of like having to punch a dude. You know, like, you know where your fists go. I mean, there's, like, the the Zelda model, right? Yeah. Where instead of your fights being standing across the screen from something and waving a sword at it, you actually press buttons to swing the sword. There was that uh, there was that gladiator arcade game that I think was terrible, but it should have it, like it, it it didn't have to be terrible. I remember it looking really cool, like seeing it on that uh, that that Starcade game show. Uh huh. Like wow, I wish someplace had that. And then like you know, finally years later, playing it on an emulator, I'm like, man, I'm glad that I didn't waste any quarters on that when I was a kid. Hey, do you want to take a little musical slash urination break? Yeah, I would not mind a longer than normal one, actually. (laughs) Okay, well, let's call it uh, 17 minutes-ish. All right.
And we're back. Hooray! That break was noteworthy in that I went to the bathroom at the beginning and at the end of it. Oh, wow. That's yeah. weird. Are you okay? Apparently I didn't empty my reserve tank. I don't know. I'm like a Klingon, you know, how they have like two hearts and shit, except that I have two bladders. Huh. But practically that just means that they all, they both frequently need to be emptied. So there's always one that needs to be emptied. Jowlin uh, wrote into the Twitter uh, a second ago, ever played Tales of Symphonia or Zelda 2? I played a little bit of one of the games in the Tales of Symphonia series, uh, and I was like, I was kind of enjoying it until I got into the first dungeon, and it was all weird and abstract, and I didn't like that. Uh, and I think there was also something hard. Zelda 2, yeah, I, I mean, I, I played that when I was a kid. I think the only Zelda I've played is Link to the Past. Oh, yeah? And the uh, tutorial of Ocarina of Time. I should try that. I should try Ocarina of Time again now that I've gotten a, like decently adept at navigating 3D worlds. Yeah, it was the one that made it possible for me. Like the the way the camera worked in Ocarina and the way that you could actually target, like lock on targets, and the fact that it was, I I don't know. I really really wanted to play it uh, in a way that I didn't really want to play Mario 64. You know, that's what right. I feel like. We just had the opposite experiences with. Mario 64 and Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the remake on the 3DS, actually. Um, Have you got a 3DS? Yeah, I picked one up because I because I want to be able to play. I, I used the, I had a, a big gift card that my mom had gotten me for Best Buy burning a hole in my pocket. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to buy this now so I don't have to buy it later. Sure. <laughs> um, uh, even though there wasn't really anything that I was particularly excited about, and what I've been playing is just DS games on my old DS. Um, but yeah, the uh, Ocarina of Time and the new Paper Mario, I'm pretty excited about. But I guess both of which I was like, man, but they don't come out till June. Then I realized, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That's a cool. couple of days from now. Cool. How do you feel uh, about the new uh, Nintendo console that's been all but announced? Uh, I don't know. Has anybody said anything about? Has has E3 started? No. Is E3 over? No. What do you? What is? What is true of it? As far as I can tell, it will be at least as powerful as a 360 or a PS3. It okay. will be HD, and it looks like the controllers have some like iPhone at least sized touchscreen on them. And that's huh. about it. Looks like E3 is coming up the next weekend. Oh, okay. People are talking about it. like I wish that I I wish that there were more podcasts that I could listen to that were made by people who made games rather than by games journalists. Uh -huh. It's like the people who are interested in talking about video games are people who are interested in writing about video games and I <sighs> I almost don't care about games journalism at all. Yeah. Like, it, I think, is so rare that anything thoughtful is published. That, you know, I mean, like, somebody like, like, uh, Yahtzee, I guess. That's kind of, that kind of traditional games journalism, right? Yeah. Uh, it's videos, you know, so maybe the videos would be good. But, you know, the, just the bigger, the bigger sites that are, like, ad-supported or whatever. I guess, I guess I like reading Penny Arcade, which counts as games journalism, but it is not it is not sort of owned by the industry. Maybe I only like it when they're not talking about terrible shit. 
when they're not uh I only like it when they're not being forced to not say that things are bad. Uh um Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um uh, you know, I'll probably buy whatever the new Nintendo console is whenever a game comes out for it that I want to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would buy a console for a Zelda game at this point. Like, Twilight Princess did not make me very happy. I guess they're going to do... Or the the buzz is that they're going to do the new Zelda Skyward Sword as the kind of the same way they did Twilight Princess where they did a GameCube one and a Wii one. They're going to do a Wii Skyward Sword and a whatever the new thing is. They didn't release the GameCube Twilight Princess, did they? Yeah, it was available as a GameCube title. Oh. Which huh. seems like that would be the way to play it. <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I would certainly rather play it with a fucking controller. Right? Like any game, I would rather play it with a controller than with a Wii <laughs> mode. I mean, yeah, Abby, I Nintendo has consistently entertained me for many, many years. Like, even the Wii, there were enough games, like, there was a Mario Kart game, and there was a, you know, the Mario platformer, and there was the 2D Mario game, and that was worth my price of admission, I feel like. Yeah. Plus all the bowling with the grandparents, you know? Sure, sure. I mean, that, the, I think the problem that I have with the Wii, and to a certain extent even the DS, is that, like, the DS games that I like a lot are games that don't feel the need to use the touchscreen, right. right? Like, it, it, it bothers me. There are a handful of times in, like, the in the Castlevania games for the DS, which are, you know, just among my favorite video games of all time, where... For no reason, you just have to do some shit on the screen, right? It's like, oh, now you've beaten the boss down to the point where now you have to trace a circle with your finger. It's like, do I really, do I really have to trace a finger with my circle to to beat this guy? <laughs> trace my. It's really hard to trace a finger with your circle. Finger and a furkle. Um, you know, this just tacked on, but but the first party stuff, like fucking, uh, what was it called? the phantom hourglass uh-huh. right i played that game and i beat it and I, I played it in spite of the controls right i fucking hated every minute of moving around with the goddamn stylus right i the game was good enough that i overcame my hatred of the just basic elements of moving around the game world and i feel like that's kind of how it's been with every Wii game that I've liked you know it's like I I wanted more Mario Galaxy 2 right but it where there was some fucking level where what I had to do a whole bunch of times in a row was point goddamn remote at something on the screen and pull a trigger to get Yoshi to do some shit with his tongue and I was just like ah fuck this I really want to play this game but I don't want to play it bad enough to wave this ridiculous shit around. Yeah, I did. That was the point at which I parted ways with Mario 2. But, you know, I thought Galaxy had a decent way of doing it, and I thought that the control scheme worked pretty damn well. It is telling, though, that most of the titles that I've played and enjoyed on the Wii can also be played by just turning the remote sideways and using it like an like an 8-bit controller. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, Donkey Kong is really cool. The the newer the latest Donkey Kong game that was super fun. Oh yeah. But it wasn't at all fun when you plugged in the nunchuck to the Wiimote and tried to play it that way. Hmm. Was that like just a possible mode of playing it? Yeah, you could either do it and uh, use the thing sideways and then shake the remote gently to do your like stomp attack, or if you had the joystick plugged in, you had to shake both the nunchuck and the Wiimote at the same time to make it do the same thing that you needed to do all the time. And it was kind of impossible because the nunchuck is just shit for the, the accelerometer on it is not as sensitive as the other one. The uh, that Kirby game actually used the controls kind of well because it was just using it like an NES gamepad for a while, and then at the end there was some bonus level that involved the motion controls, right? But you didn't have to do it. I don't uh, think it didn't force you to do that shit all the time. It acted as a mouse when you were, like, out in town and there were no threats and you were just doing shit, which was fine, you know? But then when it was time to play a level, you were just using a D-pad and some buttons and you were jumping around. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I've not really seen a lot of stuff about the new Wii or the new uh, Nintendo console. Do you think that it will have an, a reasonable name that they will then replace with a retarded name? Well, they have the <clears throat> the code name is Project Cafe. Hmm. So you can only go up from there. It's not like a revolution into we. Right. Uh, let's see. Zarufan one says, "How's the new game coming? Is it looking awesome?" Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's it's getting there. It's it's a it's a slow process. The programmer is in town for the next uh, week or so, so we're hoping to make great strides. Um. Oh no, nine says would it be possible to change the way you exchange stuff for dimes and nickels in the war shops? Idea: cash in everything button. Uh, also, when you redeem coins for a war item such as Hippie Army MPE, could you arrange it so they're right-clickable? That one, the second one, should be pretty easy to fix. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the first one. What I kind of wish that we had, what I kind of wish that we had had all along, was a sort of extensible framework for like stores where we could specify like okay this is what it takes as currency one of those things is meat you know one of them is karma or whatever right and then just be able to use the same code every time we want to do some kind of redemption thing right um that'd be nice but it would have been nice to have it all along it would not be nice to go through and revise everything to fit <laughs> excuse me yikes my face explode so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's possible that that interface will get some attention someday, but I feel I feel as though that was not a particularly successful mechanic. Hmm. Like I don't think there's really anything in there that anybody cares about. I might be wrong. It could be that people go for the consumables. Yeah. Seems like people are using it. Uh 
Scarfidences. First, I want to say thanks for the Valhalla revamp. The changes are awesome, and I've actually recommissioned one of my old defunct multis so I can play more. Huh, sweet. Yeah. Second, every time I scroll past Clive Barker's Jericho in the Let's Play ar archive, I read it as Blive Barker's Jericho. Thanks for that, guys. <laughs> Someday I want to get... I want to go somewhere where Clive Barker is signing stuff and ask him if I can... if he would sign his name as Blive Barker. <laughs> um... Because maybe he would. That seems like one of the, the you know. There's another another real open gay guy who seems like he's probably pretty cool. Clive Barker. I don't yeah. know if it seems like he's cool or not. Yeah, Clive Barker. Like all he ever talks about is being gay. It kind of bugs me. I had no idea. You didn't know Clive Barker was gay. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I think the first episode of Love Line that I ever heard was one that had Clive Barker as a guest. <laughs> and and it's just it's weird, you know, like. Maybe part of it is because, like, that's just the thing about Clive Barker, so every time he's interviewed, that's what it's about. Right. Uh, but it, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, uh, you know, I, like, I really, like, I, 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 I'm sympathetic to your autism cause, uh, Jenny McCarthy, but re I really would like to hear about what it was like uh, working with Chris Hardwick on Singled Out. Exactly. You know, like, I just, it's, it's not that there's anything wrong with what you're talking about, although in her case there totally is. Uh, it's just that I wish that you would talk about something else. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it becomes like a cause celebre. Right? Yeah. You know, like Orson Scott Card. It's like every interview is about what an asshole Orson Scott Card is. And I would, you know, like I wouldn't mind reading some interviews, but like, oh yeah, this is like what, this is what I, this is what the process of writing is like for me. <laughs> you know? First, I, like, I work don't... up a good head of steam being pissed off at gay guys. Don't. <laughs> yeah, that's. I guess maybe it is hard when when every answer, no matter what the question is, his answer is always, "I'm an asshole." <laughs> they should just have him and Clive Barker together to talk about their writing process. Ooh, yeah. Because he, you know, Clive Barker seems like kind of a self-loathing gay guy, and Orson Scott Card is a, a loather of gay guys as well. A gay loathing self guy. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if uh, Orson Scott Card is secretly gay, and that's why he's a homophobe. Or it's because he's uh, totally openly Mormon, and that's why he's a homophobe. And also probably hates blacks and women. Well, most of those you know, things are also true of you. I'm beginning to think this guy's all right, right. Now, that I, now that I actually list his charms. <laughs> uh, we went the same direction with that. Come on, I like blacks. Yeah, all right. Uh, third, uh, said Scarfedin, do the anniversary items go past seven years? Usually the wiki is updated at this time of year with the new one, but it hasn't shown up yet. We, those are, like, good until nine, right? Yeah. We haven't, we haven't fucked that up. Right. Like, they're done and described and drawn and everything, right? I believe so. Let's look in the item spindler and see... Uh, let's see. Fred Levi says, Firefox 4 is all cool. It's very Windows 7. You could pin tabs to your tab bar the way you can pin programs to the taskbar. And the thing where the taskbar icon will have a progress bar for processes so you can see download progress even when the relevant window is minimized. Firefox 3 didn't support that, but Firefox 4 does. It's way cool. You know yeah. what's also cool? The latest build of Chrome. Yeah. I'm a man without a country right now. Because oh. I still... Don't trust Chrome. Chrome, like, apparently whenever 
you're not paying attention or something, Chrome updates itself instead of asking if you want to do an update and then giving you like three minutes of bullshit waiting for your shit to update like Firefox does. Mm-hmm. And it's just gotten steadily, steadily better. What I like about it, what I personally like about it, is I never think about it. It's like a very minimal space at the top of the screen for the ta- for the address bar, and anything I want to do, it just stays the fuck out of the way. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know, now that I can, now that I can use my uh, the only things that I use Grease Monkey for that I can apparently do in Chrome, maybe I'll uh, I'll give that a shot. You know, uh, it is my fear that, like everything, it will eventually start to suck. Oh. You know? Well, it will, I, and then there'll be some upstart thing that, when it starts out, is kind of jankety and doesn't quite work, and then gets better and better. Yeah, I wish that we could halt that process, you know? The, there are certain things that just suffer from that, like, programmer nerd tendency to constantly want to make everything better. Uh-huh. That invariably results in an overcomplication of things. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe there was some point at which KOL moved past the sweet spot in terms of complexity. Sure. You know, and we should have switched to some just sort of like temporary episodic model for introducing new content instead of uh, the sort of dramatic increase in breadth with every passing year. But who knows? You know, I still use the, like my. F- my very favorite piece of software is called Cool Player, hmm. and all it does is plays MP3s. Hmm. Like it just plays MP3s, and it takes no time to load. Right? You just double click on an MP3, and then it plays it. As long as your computer is on, you can be listening to an MP3 within like a tenth of a second. That's lovely. Of finding the file, and it's just a great piece of software. And they're not like it has. It has it has never lacked a feature that I've wanted, right? It has a it you know, has a playlist. You can pop up a little playlist, and then you can queue up a bunch of shit, and you know you can uh, either shuffle them or play them in order, or repeat them or whatever. You can go to the beginning, you can go to the end, you can click to move it around. It's it is like Winamp was when they should have stopped fucking with Winamp. You know, sure. Winamp was wonderful, and then it just turned into this unusable giant cart of shit. No. What happened to you, Winamp? You used to be cool. You know my take. I like having a database imposed on top of my file structure. Yeah. So I don't have to go digging. So, like, and, you once know, you iTunes also, is open, if you If you have iTunes running all the time, you can play an MP3 really quickly. So, like, that works for you, right? And if I want to, like, instead of going to, like, open computer, music, scroll down to They Might Be Giants double click that scroll to the album double click that scroll to the track i can just like type in t-h-e and it goes to they might be giants you know or i can go up in the little search bar and type the name of the track yeah so it's quicker yeah i mean i guess to me i think you know this isn't like I know that we uh, we've disagreed and argued about this in the past, but like you know, uh, the, the, to me right now, maybe it's just because I don't have the energy. I don't have any fight in me. It just seems like a like a preference style thing. I I kind of like the metaphor of like looking through a directory structure on my computer where my music is is like standing there looking at stuff in a rack of CDs. Hmm. Right? And so there are there are things that become 
treasures because I overlook them for a really long time huh. and then I find them. You know, whereas if I were if I were like if I ever spent any time just shuffling all of my songs, right, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know. It just it just suits the way. Plus, I anymore I tend to only listen to like three different albums, and they're all just like the albums that I listen to when I'm working that don't have any words. I like, like, that's one thing that I enjoy doing in iTunes is it will tell me. I can sort by play count, and it carries over from the iPod to iTunes on my desk. So if I'm going, yeah, what haven't I listened to in a long time or forever? Or what did I add recently? Because I've forgotten. Like, picking music for the show tonight. It's like, I know that I have a bunch of new music, but I don't really remember what it is. Yeah. So I just sort it by date added. and you know, I like being able to sort. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can also do that, right? I can, yeah. I can do a search that encompasses all that. You know, I could just sort of use Windows Search as a database. It takes a while, but I can do a search. And then sort it by that column. Like, I understand that iTunes is bloated and takes up too many resources and is too big. But I don't really notice any of that shit. Sure. On my computer, because it's a, you know, it's a decently fast computer. Uh, you guys will make me sad, says Unnamed Hobo. If the June Familiar of the Month has bees in it, that means can people can't play BHY for Karma and play with the Familiar at the same time. We accidentally didn't. Uh, that was not uh, I, that had not occurred to me until just now although I think if we had come up with it and it had a B in the name we probably would have changed the name when somebody pointed out <laughs> that that would prohibit most of the people who are really excited about playing the game right now from playing with the familiar because uh, that just seems like shooting ourselves in the foot for no good reason right uh, Erich says I would love for the item of the month to be a B but not have B's in the name that would be hysterical or even a giant B uh, yeah it's not going to be a B. Uh, Fred Levi says, will the new game use our existing accounts? Will there be awesome links between KOL and the new game brought upon with our unified asymmetric accounts? Will there be a Mr. Store item release before the game comes out that both promotes it and will be transferable to the new game when it comes out to unlock awesome content that we transfer back to KOL or a trophy? Uh, well, the new game is single is a single-player thing, so there, there won't be anything to sign up for for uh, quite a while. Um, I got some ideas. I got some ideas for uh, a little bit of uh, cross-promotion stuff that I think might be cool. Cool. Um, we have we have discussed in the past the sort of logistical and technical hurdles that would be involved in having some kind of a unified account across multiple games, mm. and I never really know how to feel about it. You know, one thing that if we do that, we sort of can't let anybody make an account in the new game using any account name that's ever been created in KOL, mm. right? Um. Which is fine, I guess, but it dramatically limits the number of, like, reasonable, simple usernames that you can get. Which, maybe that's just not an issue, right? Yeah. You know, I really like having short, straightforward usernames. And it always drives me nuts when Jick is taken in something. And I have to, I have to come up with some contrived addition to it. <laughs> Jick 2003. Yeah, exactly. My fucking, the real jick. My fucking eBay is still Mr. Skullhead 2003. I never forget huh. what year I started that account. Yeah. 
that's uh I don't know. I would have thought you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't put uh, you wouldn't put a year in an account name. It was because I didn't care. I was making it real fast, trying to win an auction. And when they suggested that, I just went, okay, fine. I'll never regret that decision. Uh, Casey Wiederman says, sorry, Jake, Grease Monkey scripts don't actually run in Chrome. Anything that has to store variables just doesn't work, uh, which is to say everything. My impression, though, was that Active Chat works in Chrome, which is the only one that's, like, really important to me. Hmm. Um, you know, although we keep threatening to just make, to build active chat into the, into the fabric of the game, I wish that it was straightforward to do that, but it would just, it wouldn't make any sense to just embed it in the game code because two thirds of what active chat is doing wouldn't be necessary if it was running on our servers. Uh, like so it's all of the parsing of regular chat into it. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, and yeah, so it's like, I, yeah, we keep talking about that. And I, I keep not telling Chris Moyer to go forward with it. That's one of those that, you know, I mean, I understand this is my advice for everything, but I would just say pull the trigger and see who gets shot. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, we, I don't, what I, what I dislike is the idea of adding yet another thing that we have to support, hmm. right? Because it's like we still break shit in the old chat every once in a while, and there are enough things. There are enough like I feel like it's probably more. There are more machines than man's using that now, but <laughs> uh, but it's still a thing that we got to do. Uh, what about Radio Bugbear, Mister Skullhead? What about Radio Bugbear? I think it's been a long time since we talked to Radio Bugbear. It's been a long time since we rocked and rolled. Yes. Uh, although the questions in Radio Bugbear only go back like a week. Yeah, like we don't, well, we don't talk about them, but we sure do erase them. Uh, Silver Knight says, Can you, can't you allow the black cat to be equipable in the Bees Hate You Run, pretty please? No. <laughs> uh, Linguini Lad says, Why doesn't the Naughty Sorceress's final form in BHY drop the item that it normally drops? There's some really dumb mall store names, don't you agree? Oh, those are two questions. Uh, well, because it doesn't need to drop it in that form. Uh, and, yeah, there there are some really dumb mall store names. There are some really dumb everythings everywhere, right? It's like Sturgeon's Law, right? 90% of uh, store names are dumb. Maybe not, though. Maybe they're, maybe bore it. Like, it depends on your definition of crap, right? If 90% of everything is crap, does that mean that, like, 90% of... Uh, children are crap. Yeah. 90% of people are assholes. Yeah. Uh, Fuzzle says, uh, I'm Fuzzly Wuzzly. Are you Fuzzly Wuzzly too? Uh, no. You know, over the weekend I went to see Fuzzly Wuzzly 2, the Fuzzlining, mm -hmm. and uh, I gotta say, it wasn't as good as Fuzzly Wuzzly 1. How did it compare to the Squeakquel? It, uh, it, it was superior to the Squeakquel, but barely. Wait a second, says Alan Q. Smithy. Hank had his arm blown off in the Yeti Skeleton War, but his storage is still intact? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the idea of running that joke into the ground. Yeah. Uh, Nicodemus says, uh... Nah, I'm not going to read Nicodemus's question. There's no need to get into that. 
<laughs> yeah. Aha, don't you wish you knew what it was? He's asking for details about, about what happened when Xenophobe and Zly left and was it amicable and is it something you can talk about? And it's like, it, you know, I... <sighs> I feel like I would have a hard time not answering that question honest, honestly and comprehensively if somebody walked up to me in person and asked me. But for whatever reason, it's one of those things that I feel like it, it overcomes my general spirit of absolute transparency. Right. Uh, in the same way that, like, it feels wrong to talk about that in the same way that it, like, feels wrong to talk about plans for the future of the game that I'm really excited about because it's just like, you know... There, there need to be some things that are that are not spoiled, including, you know, maybe some stories that people don't want to hear about people, right? Like, I, I didn't want to see Xander staggering around drunk. Yeah. You know? And it's not like, you know, uh, like, I don't know, uh, Hot Stuff's girlfriend said, you know, I wish I hadn't seen that. And then Hot Stuff was like, you know, it's not, it's not like he was your childhood idol or something, right? And... And, you know, the answer to that, I think, from where I was standing, at least, was like, no, sure, it's not like, oh, man, it's like finding out that Luke Skywalker was a bad guy or whatever, right? But it was just like, I don't want that to happen to anybody, you know? Yeah. And it's like having it happen and seeing it having happened to somebody that I, like, like I would have, you know, I would have hoped that their life turned out well because he was in some stuff that I thought was cool. Right. He was a lovable character. I think that when it came down to that kind of thing, we figured that telling the entire tale, even as fairly as we possibly could, could not fail to make us look bad, even though it's a story that does not make us look bad. But the, yeah, the, the, fact, mean, that's, that, that's... the fact that we put it out there and yeah. to everybody would seem like a dick move, even if it wasn't. Yeah, that that and that's I think that's that's a lot of why it comes out like it because it won't do anybody any good, right? Yeah. To to print the story, right? Like if somebody like it, come to con, ask me and I will tell you, right? I won't be able to stop myself from telling you that and everything else because I'll be shitty shitty drunk, right? But whatever. Uh, but then don't go tell everybody, right? Because it's like not that's not a thing, right? It's a it's a hushed back room filled with smoke kind of story, not a front page of the new york times kind of story yeah uh somebody else asking please let us use the black cat and bees hit you runs no buddy no uh bc goldman says any chance of seeing something like packs of instant karma for sale in valhalla something for people to buy instead of a skill or if they have no skills left maybe a hundred karma for a six pack i know they can't be used in run but it'd be something that people would be interested in especially for turn gen during world events or one day hobopolis runs yeah i don't i don't think so um I'm still vacillating on whether there is the need for other stuff to spend karma on. Whether whether that gift shop with cosmetic stuff is is a, you know is necessary. You know, I don't. I in a, in a lot of ways, I don't want people like if there's something that's like really cute that you can buy, right? It doesn't do anything. All it is is cute. It seems like we're just making it so somebody can't. I'm all about competing goals, right? Like, you can't be optimal at everything at the same time, right? And that's what makes for interesting choices. But when one of the things that you can't be optimal at is, like, useless cute shit, for whatever reason, I feel like it's a dick move to put that in the continuum. Yeah. 
you know like i don't want i don't want somebody whose goal is to collect as many tattoos as they can to feel like fuck i have to not perm any skills for 10 runs to get this tattoo like that's just it's it seems like no matter how little these things cost if they don't do anything the cost for them is too great and I know that people don't feel like that. And I know this is just like a weird thing. I would not feel the same way at all about some useless shit that costs a whole bunch of meat. And the same thing applies, right? All the effort that you took to get that is is just wasted on the tuxedo in fucking Uncle P's or whatever, right? Because that's just like a tattoo that costs three million meat. And I yeah. just didn't have a problem with that, right? Like, that's a, just a thing that people can do if they want it. And it would be exactly the same thing with something that you could buy for a thousand karma that was just a tattoo. But it just doesn't feel right to me. Hmm. And I don't know why. Uh, Benny Lu who says, What's the possibility of a soy cordial replacement? Their price has been driven through the roof. I have enough to last me a while, but this will stop other players from doing SCB. You know, I really want to know what will happen when there is like every every time something is like in limited supply and eventually going to make it so such and such is impossible the game somehow you know like people figure out a way to deal with it or we introduce something by accident that fixes the problem or whatever you know i mean all of the talk about reintroducing pineal glands and i kept saying you know no i'm not going to do it because i don't need to and it's how many years later and we still haven't needed to right and it's like the world is not over yeah. the 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 thing about the you know it, it's we are already really constrained in what we can do with food and booze right because everything has to be like the best thing ever or else it's useless in most contexts and you know the idea that there that we can't do a, like a limited time thing that is better than things that aren't limited is like that kind of uh, it flies in the face of our ability to do anything interesting with scarcity with these particular kinds of things that are that are important to people right and i don't like that you know i mean i don't think that i'm gonna say hey let's introduce a soy cordial replacement but I can definitely imagine another world event where one of the things that you can get is some booze that's like as good as that or close to as good as that, right? Like, but it won't be because we feel like this is a serious problem that needs to get solved. It'll be because, oh, hey, we've got an opportunity to introduce a limited number of things. Let's make them good like we do that drives that. Yeah. Um. Riot One says, hello, I was wondering if there were any plans for a Comic-Con in Illinois. I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and would love to run into you guys. I don't... Is there anything near there? Uh, I don't know. You know, the, everything <clears throat> in the Midwest is, is trivially close together, so you should come see us at Dragon Con. Yeah. We will be there. Yeah, we will. Uh, I don't think that I would go to... What was that one in Indianapolis? I don't think I would go to Gen Con again. Yeah. Uh, it didn't make any sense to exhibit there, was our assessment. Um, hey, if you work for Gen Con, uh, if you know anything about Gen Con, and you know what would be involved in us, uh, even even if we had to pay for this, uh, even if we had to pay the cost of a booth uh, to just be able to put something on the freebie table, 
which I don't know if there is a freebie table at Gen Con. And you know, we did that thing in the in the goodie bag, which was a total waste of money. Um, and it because we're retarded, it was a waste of way more money than it should have been. Mm. Uh, because like we got stuff, we got stuff. We we're like, all right, so we got this sweet deal where we can get stuff with redemption codes printed, and it's super cheap, like compared to the, what what stuff used to cost us to have things printed. So we'll do that. And we're like, oh wait a minute, there's a lot of these, and it is going to cost us a fucking fortune to ship them to where they need to be distributed. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been fine to spend you know like three hundred bucks on that and have the have the relatively limited follow through from people. My my assertion, and I got into an argument with Hot Stuff about this the other day, is that anything in a in a swag bag from a convention that is just a piece of paper, no matter how valuable it is, is valueless. Hmm. Like, it is just garbage. The default position of anyone opening up a bag of stuff that they get for free at a convention is that if it is not a useful object, it is garbage. Yeah. Right, like, give somebody a die and put it in an envelope with the name of your product on it or whatever and they will keep it and maybe they will know what the name of your product is you know give it like you know we, we were talking about this because we're doing in in uh, I, they let us put something in the max FunCon goodie bag and so we're like well we'll do it we'll do a redemption code but we'll also give them some coasters because that's an actual object and i the argument that i had with hot stuff was like if we don't package these together everyone is going to throw away the redemption card because there's coasters, which are useful objects, and then there is a piece of paper, which is garbage, because it is a piece of paper in a bag. Right. Um, and we figured it out. I mean, it was like, you know, like, he was he was worried about having to come up with some kind of packaging option, and I'm like, you know, I bet we've got something we can use. You know, or we could just put them in a Ziploc bag, although that would look totally ghetto. Uh, but it turns out we can just do them in the, uh, in the plastic envelopes that we have a whole bunch of extras of from the greeting cards. So, whoop. Nice. Problem solved. Uh, Urutini says, could Evil Eyes have a use multiple option, please? Uh, you know, no, the reason that I didn't do that is because it would mess things up if you used more than than you'd be able to use if you did them individually, which all I have to do is code around that, but it's it's that thing where if it is easy for me to code something for multi-use, it gets coded for multi-use without a bunch of people asking me about it. If it's hard, I wait until enough people ask me about it that I'm certain that it's worth doing before I do it. Um, so that's that's one, Uratini. That's <laughs> one, one question. But it doesn't count if you're the same person every week. Yeah, or if it's like it. multis, or if you go tell people to ask me about it. You can't you can't game the system. I'll catch on. Unless you're hot yeah. stuff. No, right, right. No, I still catch on. I just can't do anything about it. Right. He systems the game. Before in one Q says, doing a bees hate you run should unlock a chat effect that toggles all of your or toggle that bolds all your bees. Or maybe not, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Severus says, Do the rave combos really need to be randomized? It's pretty horrible and it makes me really, really not want to do the disco band at Nemesis Quest. You should ask this question again on uh, Wednesday when Riff is gonna be there to answer for his crimes. Uh, Demuckle says, in the realm of it would be nice if coated in slime counted as beneficial for the hookah if the player already has it on. Yeah, okay. I can I can see why you... I can see that making a certain amount of sense. But you'd want to say the same thing about every effect that we consider negative because it is like plus monster level or whatever. Right. Right? And it's easier to just use the database. 
Uh, Riley says, suggestion, chance of learning a rave skill is higher if you have bling of the new wave equipped, so that if you've already done a Disco Bandit run, later ones are less tedious. Hmm. Again, run that past Riff. Of the Hill People says, Dear Jake and Company, combustible lemons, make it happen. People really want that to be the joke. People really want that to be the the cake is a lie from Portal 2. And uh, I kind of don't. I'm kind of happy that the that the glory that is all of the work that got put into the story and the writing in Portal 2 has not yet been distilled down to a single catchphrase. That was that should be my next game purchase actually. I should Portal be, 2. I should be working on getting that played. Yeah, you should. It's it's good. It's good. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what you liked about Portal 1. Yeah. Right. It, you know, if you liked that it was a bunch of puzzles in a in a consistent framework, like if you liked the first half of Portal One more than the second half, then you won't like Portal Two, because Portal Two is just like six of the second halves and two of the first halves. Right. Like, um, which I thought was fucking great. I I just I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I do wish it had been a little harder. That you know, means there, I will there definitely was... love it. Say what? That means I will act. That will definitely love it. Oh sure. I mean, I, and that's the thing. Like I, I can understand. Like what I want is for there to be harder stuff. And I think the co-op is exactly what I wanted. I really need to finish playing the co-op because, man, that was satisfying. I only, only had a couple hours when we were doing it though. Um, and you know, user-created levels. Uh, there will be things of exactly the level of difficulty you want, no matter what the level of difficulty you want is, and that's great. I don't know that I would enjoy it out of the context of the story, though, is the is the thing. Hmm. Um, man, if you could record your own like voiceovers for it and stuff, that'd be sweet. Because <laughs> <clears throat> then you could have some guy going, dude, you're a total fag ass. If you don't solve this puzzle, you nigger. Yeah. Fart, fart, nigger, fart, fart. The end. <laughs> it's quite a story. I was I was on the edge of my seat in Act Two. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, is it time? It's about that time. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I, I think I'm ready. ready to go eat some sushi. I don't think you're ready for this sushi. All right. Um, well. I should get a I should get a jelly roll. Yeah. I don't think sushi works that way. I'll talk to you guys later.